Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you took me on a trip to Hawaii and pushed me right off the cliff, I would climb my way back up and say, hey, baby, I think you forgot me. <laughs> my guest today is a comedian and actress, hosts uh, the Pat Down podcast. Her multi-cam sitcom, The Miss Pat Show, premiered last month on BET+. I haven't gotten a chance to watch a full episode yet, but I've been looking at clips and it is so funny fucking funny also miss pat has a um this is not happening story about getting shot in the titty that is maybe one of the funniest fucking things i've ever heard in my whole life it's miss pat (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me (laughs) how you doing thank you for doing this so your show premiered last month um how has the reception been? Because I've been seeing so many clips. Oh, it's it's been really, really great. Uh, it came out the box. It came out the box better than what I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect <laughs> this. Because, you know, it's a new, BT Plus is a new network. So I was mm-hmm. kind of, oh, you know, people got to find it. Shit. They found it like crack hit the black community in the 80s. <laughs> 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 well, I think there just hasn't been you're like your show to me felt like a throwback to like my wife and kids and like the Steve Harvey show sitcom where it was just like funny, just funny black people. So I say congratulations. Also, this is like a long time coming because 
I remember right after your This Is Not Happening set came out, I feel like I saw an announcement that was like you had a sitcom in development. Yeah, it's been about five years. So five years. Holy shit. (laughs) Five years, three writers, three networks. And we finally fucking made it. Do you think it was worth the wait? I think the people think it was worth the wait. Yeah, you know, one thing about Hollywood, and we both in Hollywood, it's a lot of fighting for what you believe in. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not one of those people who are like... um, that you can just throw me into anything. I, 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 I work better when you let me be me. And that was one of the biggest fight we had when people wouldn't let me be me. And I'm like, hey, I'm not Claire Huxable, okay? I want to be a convicted mm-hmm. felon mom on TV. <laughs> we never had a convicted felon mom on TV, okay? I don't chop fucking vegetables. I want to work at the mama go and, 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 you know, go off and try to beat something great, you know, follow her dreams. That, black women are always holding up black men, but they never show black men holding us up. Mm-hmm. And in this show, a black man is holding me up. I really love that you just said, I don't fucking chop vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> don't hardly eat them either. <laughs> I mean, I truly never really eat a vegetable. Um, so you, you are a convicted felon, yes? Yeah, yeah. I went to jail for trafficking uh, crack, cocaine, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you in jail for? I did a year. I did a year. Oh, okay. That's not super bad, but maybe you have a different take on it since you were actually <laughs> in jail and you're giving me this face. I guess say the person who ain't been the damn jail. Oh, it's not bad. It's like it's like standing at the uh, the motel six. It ain't bad. Maybe a roach will bite your ass or something like that. Uh, nah, Nicole, <laughs> it's bad when a motherfucker wake you up and give you a sack lunch. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jail, jail is bad. I take it back. I mean, the closest I've ever been to jail was I got arrested for shoplifting because. Uh, uh, capitalism sucks and shit's too expensive. I was stealing from Old Navy. Truly, they like prices, so you just take it. But um, I got arrested, and then they held me in this like this holding cell, and I was like, "This is not it. This is not fun." And then I lied about having an ID, so they kept me overnight. And boy, oh boy, did I cry a lot! And it, I got out the next day, so I can't imagine what a fucking year must have been. Uh, it was long because I had kids at the time. So it was uh, it wasn't easy. You know, time, mm-hmm. time when you're in jail, time goes by slow. It don't go by fast. <laughs> yeah, I could fucking imagine because it's like the same shit every day, right? The same shit, the same ugly bitches, the same TV show, <laughs> the same sale. <laughs> Every, each and every day the same ugly bitches you wake up you're like did one of these bitches get prettier no she didn't no nope 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 nobody gets out it's the same bullshit each and every day the same meals the same breakfast it was fucking horrible <laughs> yeah that sounds like the fucking worst also like trafficking crack i don't know you're an entrepreneur they should just make drugs legal you know People are going to do them anyway. Just, you know, regulate them a little bit more. Uh, Maybe weed, but I don't know about crack now. I mean, not nothing. Because you know what? Nobody's ever really committed crime on weed. You know, what? I had one friend, He was on, the only time he would get locked up is when he smoked weed because he would get in the fast lane on 285 in Atlanta and go slow. So he would mm-hmm. literally get locked up for driving fucking too slow. But nobody ever, <laughs> crack don't make you fight. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, weed don't make you fight. It's the most mellow shit out there. So I kind of say weed is okay. But um, I don't know about crack. I've seen some motherfuckers that some food on some crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I just feel like we should just let people make their own choices. 
Yeah, this world be way fucked up for her. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Miss Pat, do you go by Miss Pat or do you go by Patricia? What do you prefer? Miss Pat. Pat is fine. All right. Pat, are you are you single? Are you dating? Tell me about it. I'm married. Uh, 28 years. You are? Yes. Hell yeah. I'm too old to be out here switching dick. <laughs> How long have you been married? Oh, almost 28 years. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a long time. That's like, that gives me hope because I feel like so many of my friends have gotten married and then gotten divorced very quickly. What is the secret to staying together for 28 years? I would say conversation trust. Um, uh, with me, I would say communication. Communi- you got to keep the lines of communication open because as soon as y'all start thinking different, you know, shit started to clash. You know, like, mm-hmm. mine's was like, I've, me and my husband just went through some counseling shit because he was thinking one way and I was thinking another way and I had no idea he was thinking that shit. So communication mm-hmm. is everything in a relationship. So y'all can stay on the same task. You know, telling each other how you feel or what you feel or what you want from each other. A lot of times relationships just go silent and next thing you know, you're in divorce court when a fucking mm-hmm. conversation probably could have fixed it, especially if you're not cheating, uh, doing no crazy shit outside of marriage or mistreating one another. I love that. I love that you were like, oh, wait, we're not on the same page. We have to talk about this because I feel like a lot of times people really don't talk. They don't. And you're right. They just let their relationships just unravel and become a mess. And then you're miserable. Yeah. And then you look up and you're like, well, I'm filing for a divorce. And you're like, what the fuck happened? What happened? And it was just communication 10 years ago. You could have talked this shit out. Nobody asked where where is this headed what are we doing wrong why are we feeling this away you know saying so just last year me and my husband went to counseling i said hey homeboy you need to get up before you be in divorce court go we need to go to counseling (laughs) you need to get the fuck up because uh something is wrong here you know i shouldn't be married and be feeling a certain way lonely or feeling Mm -hmm. like i'm not pretty i had a fucking husband i shouldn't lay next to a person that i don't know or that i feel like don't need fucking exist And I think that's what Mm -hmm. happened to a lot of marriages. I mean, I think I'm a very confident person, but I do think in relationships, I get a little less confident where I'm like, oh, no, if I talk about them not giving me what I need, they might just leave. And I think that's something I have to, like, deal with that. It's like, well, if they're going to leave, they're going to leave. And you should just, you know, speak your feelings to make sure that you're that I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Do you fall in love real quick? Oh, yes. If a man blinks at me, I'm like, wow. Okay, so I think I'll take his last name and we'll get married in Bahamas. Yeah, I I get I fall in love very quickly. That's the fucking problem. (laughs) I know. And I don't know how to fix it. Yes, you do. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you, Nicole? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm just really in love with the idea of being in love. So whenever someone is like, when when there's a a prospect where I'm like, oh, maybe this will happen. I truly I'm like all hands in. I like no. give it a hundred percent, and I don't know how to not do that. Well, you gonna have to calm the fuck down. Sometimes you're going to let them chase you, no matter how bad you want them. Go put an ice pack on it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and get you a titty band hug him and call him his name. But don't let him know you feeling like that. Well, this will be helpful. How do I? How do I let a man chase me? How do I like play hard to get? 
just act like you're not interested. If he's interested, he's going he gonna to keep coming. But it's like when you when you throw it all at him, then he ain't got nothing to work for. It's like these women run around here butt naked these days. What What is that to work for? They can see your ass on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, that's all they wanted to do to get you in a negligee or get you in some loungewear and make, you know, become you become sexy. These bitches out here in Timberlands and motherfucking negligees these days. It's nothing to work for. So, you know, a, a lot of times it's just taking your time. Stop wanting it so bad. Stop. If you stop, when you stop wanting it, it will come. That's what people say. And I don't know how to stop wanting it so bad. Buy you a fucking dildo. I have so, I have a drawer filled with vibrators and dildos and uh, clit lickers and clit suckers. I have so many things. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I, <laughs> no, this is an age gap different click lickers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's really come. It's come <laughs> along. It's very uh, high tech now. Yeah, they have like specific clit suckers for you. Um, it just it, I'm like a transformer down there. Like I just have so many different things that I attach to myself to come. And I mean, it's fine. But sometimes I just get so I'm like, it'd be nice if these were attached to a warm body. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have a gay daughter. I tell her all the time. I don't know what she want with cold dicks, but that's her thing. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't know what you want with cold dicks, but that's your thing. <laughs> I like. <laughs> it's funny because it's like you said it, and then you go, "But that's your thing." You're like, "I accept it. I don't get it, but I accept it." Hey, that's her. I don't want a cold dick. I want something like you attached to something. Yeah, that's what I want. But. How old are you? 20? Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm like 35 or 36. Um, I can't remember how old I turned this year, but my birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday. Uh, well, when this comes out, it was on August 29th. Um, and I think I'm turning 35. I think. Okay. Well, you just got to take your time. The time ain't running out. You're young. I mean, stop wanting it so bad. You just, I mean, it's going to, it's going to happen when you ain't even looking for it. Right now you're looking for it. You ever drop something in the carpet and you can't find it. You go back the next day, be like, God damn it, they're right there in my face. Yes, it happens all the time. You was looking, you're looking too hard. I mean, you young, you, you have kids? No. You have no kids. So just live your fucking life. And that, that charming fucker going to come up to you when you're not even thinking. Right now you're overlooking it because you're looking for it. It's probably right there in your fucking face. It's probably a friend, a neighbor. It's, uh, it's probably really close to you, and you don't even realize it because you're looking over it. All right, so I'm going to stop. So, okay, when you say stop looking, do you think I should, like, get off Tinder? Should I get off apps? Tinder? What the fuck are you on Tinder for? I'm on Tinder trying to find somebody. Wow, yeah, you really haven't been in the game for like, 28 time. fucking years. Yeah. Things, shit's changed. I've got, like, eight apps open at all times, just swiping, trying to find somebody. No, I mean... I said no! <laughs> Wait, how did you meet your husband? Um, actually, my he his brother went to school with my sister-in-law, and we went out to a comedy night one night, a lip sync with Bruce with Bruce Bruce, and he was sitting mm-hmm. in front of me, and I was, hey, thick dude, you, hey, you want to share some wings? And we shared some wings, and we've been together ever since. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Hey, you want to share some wings? Okay. (laughs) So you're the one who initiated. And I feel like sometimes people are like, 
you should. Well, you said let men chase you. You kind of chased him. I did. By I, mean, initiating. I, I wasn't desperate either. I mean, you know, <laughs> I didn't act, because I had two kids and I had a baby daddy that I could go fuck if I needed to. So mm-hmm. I was never like desperate. I did show interest, but, you know, I wasn't like sending them flowers and all over here for him. I was like, hey, come give me a ride or, hey, you know, we, we would talk on the phone. But mm-hmm. um, I wasn't head over heels because I liked him, but I didn't let him know I liked him that much. I think this is my downfall because I like the last dude I dated, I let him chase me. And I was like, oh, my God, I love being chased. This is amazing. And then, like, maybe a month and a half in, I was like, you got me. Um, you don't have to chase me anymore. Uh, you got I'm got. And then he immediately was like, uh, goodbye. And I was like, wait, what happened? But I guess it's <laughs> men like to chase for a very long time. He wasn't the one. He no, wasn't. he Some, wasn't. Sometimes they just want pussy, you know, and then sometimes they want a relationship and, you know, and sometimes, some, sometimes they, so, sometimes it's hard for men to commit. Do you date all men, black, white, all men? I have no um, preference. I think it's weird to have a preference, but I will say white men are the ones who generally ask me out. Black men tend to not ask me out and I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. Need, I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, yes, I do. You need to go to the fucking hood. They love you. <laughs> <laughs> you hang out in the wrong motherfucking place, Nicole. Why you? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe I'll go down. Yeah. I'll go down to Crenshaw and I'll be like, "Excuse me, hello, somebody." <laughs> you got to change the tone in your voice too. Like, hello. <laughs> you you go on Crenshaw. Hello. They're gonna rob you. Well, <laughs> I don't think anyone would rob me. I think it's too much trouble to rob a fat lady. Yeah, say shit me. Unless <laughs> it might be harder to uh, make her take her clothes off, but it ain't harder to rob her. I don't know. I think it'd be a lot of trouble. Also, I'm insane. I don't think it'd be beneficial for anybody to rob me. I'd flail my arms and scream too much. And they'd be like, this is a lot of trouble for probably not that much money. Let's get real. I never have any money on me. I've dated a couple of black guys. One of them, he constantly was like, why do you sound like that? And I was like, you know, this is not fun for me. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you should change the way you speak. He never said it out loud, but he like, he was just, he he like indicated that he didn't like the way I sounded. So, you know, maybe, maybe black men don't want to date me. I don't know. But I would date an Asian man. I would date black. I would date white. I would date Puerto Rican. I, 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 think, have... I think since you black, they wanted a, more, a little bit more of uh, your, they wanted you to sound more like your culture. I think they wanted you to talk like me. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but alas, that's not how I was raised. And it would be very not genuine and then kind of exhausting to be like, I'm going to sound like this now. Okay. Yeah. Like, look, motherfucker, this is how I talk. <laughs> I sound like I'm happy at all times. Do you, you think I sound happy at all times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see you upset. You probably, oh, you motherfuckers just pissed me off. <laughs> you probably still sound happy. You're not far off. Sometimes I get a little angry, but it's very far and few in between. Like, I'm never, like, actually, like, really mad. I don't think I've ever, like, screamed at anyone. 
No, I have. I have screamed at people. I screamed at a lady in Florida who called me little girl. And I was like, little girl, I'll fucking, I'll fucking sit on you or something. I don't know. It probably sounded cute when I said it to her, but she made me very angry. Okay. <laughs> but you'd you be able to find somebody. I mean, you're a pretty girl. I just thank you. You're very pretty. So I don't I don't know what the problem. You might just be hanging out in the wrong place. Maybe. Um, I'm like, I want it very badly, but I'm not like super worried about it. I well, okay, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I famously talked to a psychic this year who told me that somebody was coming at the end of the year. So I'm gonna believe that and I I'm just waiting till the end of the year. Well, let me ask you this. Do you want kids? No. You don't want kids? Mm-mm. I don't blame you. They ain't shit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they make your titties sag, your back hurt, your hair fall out. <laughs> so, Wait, how many kids do you have? I have four kids and Ooh, two boy. abortions. <laughs> well, I like that you count the two. Well, you got to count. I count all my babies. A lot of people don't, but I count all of my babies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just having I was a nanny for a very long time and having a kid to me just sounds exhausting. You wake up and you can't do shit first. You got to like make sure your kid has food or knows how to get to school or whatever. I mean, it's just not for me. What if you meet a guy that wants to start a family? Um, I think then that would be a conversation like I'm not fully opposed to children. I'm not like very staunch about it, but like in my brain, I don't want them. And then they would have to be successful enough to be like, okay, we're getting a nanny. Like I would, I would want help. I couldn't do it by myself. Uh, I don't think it would be fair to my kids because I'm not interested in parenting them. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are not interested in parents and they fucking kids. So you won't be the first one. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't want them to go to therapy and be like, my mom honestly didn't want me and she made it known. I'd rather than be in therapy being like, it was actually pretty healthy. My mom like didn't want to parent us, but like we had a really great nanny who raised us and my mom was like real chill as we got older. Well, a lot of kids got that shit too. Yeah. I just, they need somebody in their lives who like genuinely loves them and wants them to be around. I just don't, I don't want it. Would you have them? You would genuinely love them. I I know you. Well, you're just saying that now because you're not a mom. And you just, oh, you had some problems, some badass kids that you kept when you was a nanny, <laughs> and you couldn't beat their ass. Uh-huh. So therefore, you've been turned off. I mean, I always tell this story about when I was little. We used to go trick or treating, right? And it was a candy bar. You probably too young to remember. It's a candy bar out there called Zero. You ever seen that cannibal called Zero? I sure haven't. I'm very young. I'm from Atlanta, so I'm, I'm almost I'm 49 years old. And every time I saw this cannibal, I would throw it away because it was white, and I never heard I you know I never tasted it before. And one day I said, I'm gonna try this fucking cannibal, and I bit into. It. I was like, oh, all those fucking zeros I threw it. This fucking cannibal is delicious. <laughs> so don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> all right i guess you're right you know i i truly might feel differently with a partner that i like genuinely love and they're like i'm in this with you we're gonna do this maybe what type of man do you like um <laughs> i mean the bar is so low right now it's like someone who's nice to me <laughs> somebody okay. who actively likes me do you think they actively don't like you? 
Well, I've been in relation. Well, I've never been in like a real actual relationship. I've dated people for like a couple months. And towards the end, you know how you're like, you're like, oh, this person doesn't like me. They don't really like spending time. Like this is done. Like, Do you think it's because of who you are? I don't know if it's necessarily because of who I am. I think it might be like. I I tend to be like, OK, I'm got you got me. Um, I like you. Let's lock this down before like probably a little too early. Um, and then I am very busy. So scheduling things with people is hard. Um, and then when you have like the last couple of people I dated, I had like opposite schedules of like they were free on the weekends and I was touring on the weekends. And then during the week they were working and I would be like working here and there and had time during the week. So yeah, I, yeah. So someone who's like nice to me and likes me who I find attractive, uh, somebody who's taller than me. I want so Yeah. I like someone who's tall. But those are the those are the main things, and then like has their own money. Like I don't want to have to pay for everything. Mm, that's not that's not a lot to ask for. No, it's not, and that's why I'm like, where is he? <laughs> uh, I don't know where the fuck he is. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I don't know. One of these days, somebody's gonna be like, I know where he is. Follow me, and then I get in my car and we drive. We zoom, zoom, zoom. Open the door, and there he is. And he's like, Nicole, I've been waiting for you. That would be a real dream. Uh, that is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it is fully a dream. How did you get into comedy? Um, I got into comedy because um, um, I literally t- took a trip to the welfare office and my caseworker thought I was funny. And I went and did an open mic. And it was the first time I ever had a job that didn't ask me um, for a criminal background history. And mm-hmm. I did my first open mic and I didn't get booed. And I was like, hey, I might be pretty good at this shit. So I went home and told my husband, I'm a comedian. He was like, please go back to Walmart tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, when I get my hands on something and I think I can make something out of it, I just stuck with it. And the more person, the more I learned about comedy, the more personal I got, I just liked it. I mean, it's really once you get to where you want to be, you can make your own schedule. You can say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I can work when I want to work. But it's something that I really like doing. It's the first job that, other than selling crack, that I really like doing. <laughs> I guess when you sell crack, you can make your own hours. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go out to the trap every day. You can just go when you need money if that's your choice. <laughs> I love, I mean, selling crack and comedy must have a little bit of similarities. Uh, yeah, because I take a lot of those uh, techniques and uh, the grind and the hustle and mm-hmm. I put it into the comedy gang. Like I I still wake up early because that's what I did when I sold crack. And um, I still uh, I'm always I'm, in my mind, the early bird catches the worm. You work while everybody else is sleeping. And mm-hmm. I still have that mentality, even with comedy. So I'm always working hard. I'm always up. I'm always thinking of the next best, the next best thing, you know, to, to, to grow my business. So I took a lot of those techniques over into, over into stand-up comedy. I mean, that's absolutely smart. I, people sometimes will ask me, they're like, you work a lot. And I was like, yes. Well, if I say no to this, somebody else will work and then somebody else makes that money and someone else has that opportunity and I don't want that. I want all that. <laughs> so that's why I continue to work and I work hard because it's rewarding in the end. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not a person. I don't. I'm a lot older than you too. I'm not a person that I don't think I would take everything because mm-hmm. um, I've just learned. Like even with selling crack, you be out there a certain amount of hour when you got the good dope, everybody gonna come. When the good dope is gone, everybody's like, "Oh, I gotta buy this shit." <laughs> oh, I gotta do this shit. It's, but but my my street name was Rabbit. But when Rabbit came, everybody came running. So I t- that's one of the techniques that I use too. And plus, you know, they're not gonna work the shit out of me, Nicole. I'm old. I can't do all of this shit. I don't <laughs> mind saying, "No, go get somebody else that money, motherfucker." I'm tired. You know, because I do. I wake I wake up at three o'clock every morning because I'm married and I'm always on some side of the world. And my husband wakes up. He still works. He you works wake at, up at three a.m. Yeah, my husband works at General Motors. So I have this technique that I've always had when I started traveling. I have to talk to my husband because the day get busy and you look at me. I ain't talking to my fucking husband today. So if I talk to my husband while he get ready for work and he drives to work, I know I've at least had my husband in my life for that day. That's sweet. Because they can get by to you when when all, you fucking busy and everybody throwing shit at you, phone calls, meeting, you look up and like, I ain't talking to my fucking husband. And things can start to fall apart. So no matter where I'm at, I wake up at three o'clock and I talk to my husband. That's really sweet. That I love. I love that so much. Um, I have a question. Where did Rabbit come from? Rabbit is my childhood name. Um, that we, my stepfather Curtis gave me, cause, uh, he was like, if you eat carrots, your eyes are going to be pretty and you will, you will forever be able to see really, really good, which was a damn lie. Cause I wear glasses now. <laughs> so I used to really like carrots when I was little. Oh, and they called you rabbit. That's adorable. I never got a nickname. <laughs> you don't sound like you came from a hood ass black family either. Cause we had, we had rabbit, rat, squirrel, maypop. Bonnie, Tony. <laughs> Did you say Bonnie? Bonnie, Tony. And My mom's nickname was Bonnie. Her really? name was Lily, but they called her Bonnie. And I, it, I, it still doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then my, my dad's side, they didn't have nicknames either. They're from the islands. They're from Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. But all my cousins, and they all have nicknames. I just, me and my sister, we didn't get nicknames. Yeah, my um, I didn't give my kids nicknames other than one child. My I have a son named Garrett Junior. We call him Junebug, which he's one of the characters on the show. But other than that, I just I didn't want to give my kids nickname. I Junebug is really cute. So did you did you um what is the word? Uh, did you put all of your kids on the show? Is or is there like characters like all of your kids on the show? It's, it's like characters like all of my kids. My kids can't fucking act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mimic every all four of my kids on the show. I love that. So, did you? How? What was the like uh, process? Was it like doing stand up, bringing stories from stand up into the writers' room? Were you in the room? Tell me, like, walk me through the process. I was in the room. I had to be in the room because it's a, it's a, such a voice show. So without me, the voice wouldn't be right. Um, um, the first the first season is basically my first hour stand up that mm-hmm. I recorded on the CD called Rabbit. If you go back and listen to the CD Rabbit, you will hear all of those bits that was turned into episode or sprinkled throughout the whole series, the, the ten the ten episode series. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it was so important for me to be in the show because. 
this show is 95 to 98% true. Each episode came out of my house. Mm-hmm. You know, the first episode is about school shootings. And uh, that happened. I live in an all-white neighborhood and my daughter didn't want to go to school one day. So the way the show opened, so the way the show damn near end is what happened in my house. Even episode two with the coupons. I have an episode where my daughter comes out. My daughter's gay. I have a non-binary episode where my daughter bring home a kid who says he's not a him or him or her, which confused the fuck out of me because I'm 49 years old. Where I come from, you either boy or girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did an episode on that because my daughter had to educate me. Times have changed. Mama, people are every fucking thing. I'm like, they are. <laughs> so we did an episode on that and we did an episode on domestic violence where I was in a really a bad abusive relationship with my first kid's father. And it was like an episode to get my power back. Mm-hmm. So every episode really related to it came it came out of my life. I like that. I also like that you do touch on non-binary stuff because it's something you don't know about. And you said it. You're like, my daughter had to educate me. I like thoroughly appreciate that you because there's some parents who don't who just go, I don't want to learn this. I don't accept this. This is not right. This is not for me. But I like that you're like, no, no, I I am old or older, but I do want to understand. I do want to learn educate me like i i think that's i think that's really fucking powerful for other people who are in your age group to see to be like oh well if pat can learn i can learn so and then also like domestic you know violence and shit like that like i think that's also good to see i mean not good that it happened but good that you're able to showcase it in a like you know a funny light but also like a heavy light so people go i'm not fucking alone you know what i mean yeah. I mean, and this, you know, when I started being personal about my life, at first I thought I was the only person that, you know, really had a kid early by a married man dropped out of school. You don't think, you know, it's, it, this shit resonates with so many people in so many, uh, you know, different cultures and shit. You know, I thought it was just black, poor black ghetto people that went mm-hmm. through what I went through. No, it, it happens to whites. It happens to Asians. It happens to people of all nationality. That's why when I do my stand up, my fucking audience is so damn diverse because it, you know, it happens to all types of people. So, and that's what I wanted to show. I wanted to connect and say, it's okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's powerful. And I think that's really great. Real quick. We have to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey. 
Did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, the boot, the boot. Amber back. Are you touring right now? Uh-huh, I'm in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know if I've ever been to Pittsburgh, but Pennsylvania, not my favorite state. Uh, <laughs> how has touring been uh, through the pandemic? Um, well, I was touring. Um, I started touring last year all through the pandemic. It was only two people on the plane. Um, it's been slow, but it's pick. It's really picking up now. You mm-hmm. know, since the TV show is out and so many other things that I'm doing. Um, it's it's re- to me, it's pretty good. I love touring. I don't like carrying my own luggage, but I'm cheap. So. <laughs> I'm also cheap. I hate checking bags. And sometimes Delta's like, you got to fucking pay. And I'm like, excuse me? No, I'm not paying to check a bag. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fortunately, I don't have to pay right now because I only have three bags. And I'm, I'm always, um, I'm, I'm, I'm high on their list. I'm diamond. So thank God I don't have to pay. But I do hate dragging those bags. But to me, it's hard to find an assistant. Young people are so fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> i'm old i'm like i've got time you explaining your dumb ass so uh i'm working on getting an assistant to make my life a little bit easier sometimes i think i should get an assistant but again i agree young people are dumb <laughs> yeah i mean i need somebody that can think ahead of me you know like if i'm on stage performing i need to say okay miss pat need to didn't think it's the last day i need to start pre-packing miss pat bags mm-hmm. young people won't do that they be like uh what, what do you want me to do next god damn it i can have a dog and he can do better than you i don't got time <laughs> to tell you what to do so i just do the shit myself i feel you on that i just yeah i just do everything myself one of these days I'm going to get an assistant and it's going to be glorious and wonderful and my life will be just a little easier. Like uh, when I got on the plane yesterday, I truly was like, I have no fucking clue where I'm going. I just know that I had the plane ticket <laughs> and then if I went into my email, it would tell me where I was going. Uh, but turns out I was in Mumpsboro, Tennessee. My hotel had no soap. I had to go to the front desk to ask for soap and they gave me Dove. And I was like, this is not antibacterial soap. We're in the midst of a pandemic. So I had to go to Target and go get my own soap. It was wild. I was like, I can't. This is, you're not doing it right, Tennessee. 
You on a college tour? I have two college dates, and then I am taping a special uh, next weekend, Labor Day weekend. Oh, where? At the Gramercy Theater in New York. Oh, who's doing the special? Netflix. Okay, okay. I'm taping mine's um on the 25th. Ooh, congrats. Is it for Netflix? Yes, it's for Netflix. By the time this comes out, it'll, it'll be it'll be able we'll be able to say it. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. We're gonna announce it. We're gonna announce it next week. Congrats. That's so fucking exciting. Uh you're electric live. I got to see you perform live, I think twice. One was in Montreal. And I can't remember where the other place was. Maybe L.A. Maybe. I don't remember. But like you are so charismatic and you connect with the audience and you're so in the moment. And I love that. Like, how do you stay in the moment when you're performing? Um, I don't give a fuck about the audience. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, I love the fans. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of times you can get an audience that noisy, chatty. And I'm here to do one thing is to work. You know, I don't mind saying shit the fuck up. I had Mm -hmm. to tell a lady last night, shit the fuck up. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, shut your damn mouth. And, um, I just don't let them control me. I go there to do my job, which is my set, and I get the fuck off stage. A lot of times you see a lot of comics, they want to please the audience because they want them to like you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I came here because you either going to walk away love me or you're going to walk away hate me. But I'm going to, I came here to do my material and that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't have no problem telling somebody shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> I'm just that black mama who will tell you to shut the fuck up. I'm in a weird, so I was really burnt out like in 2019. I was performing a lot. So I truly had no tolerance. I was like, you yell, you leave. Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with you. But now I'll like, I'll joke around with people to an extent. It's like when you start being disrespectful and like trying to make the show about you, then I'm like, okay, you got to fucking go. What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, I've had people like that. And, and you know, sometimes they try to bounce them, but I can, I, the good part about me, I grew up a little stinky girl, poor. So I had to learn how to join and, you know, like get back on a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So I, if you hit me, I'm going to destroy you. I'm the wrong <laughs> motherfucker to help them because I'm going to put those jokes down. And I'm going to walk. I'm a dog walk your ass until you either you leave or you shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, I don't have that problem, really. You know, if, if I feel like you're talking too loud, I'd be like, hey, fuck you over there doing. Be quiet. But thank God, I don't really have a problem with helpless. And I don't mm-hmm. put people, I try really hard not to put people out. But, you know, I had one lady uh, say last night, she just kept saying, period, period. I mm. said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she was like, I can't believe she told me to shut the fuck Yeah, bitch, I don't need you hollering period at my show. So she got up and left. Oh. See, that's nice. That's nice that she removed herself from it. I'll never understand why people think that's okay. Like when uh, I have a lot of gay men who come to my shows and they'll be like, yes, queen at the end of jokes. And I'm like, okay, I know they're funny. I don't need you to scream. Yes. Queen at me. I don't need you to punctuate jokes with period or whatever. Like, uh, I don't, I feel like people just didn't like, I don't know. I grew up going to the theater Like I I went to New York a ton. I grew up in Jersey. So I would just go see Broadway shows a ton. So like, I just know theater etiquette, but I feel like a lot of people are like, (laughs) I guess they've been inside for so fucking long. Nobody knows how to act anymore. 
Oh, they don't know how to act. They come to the club, they get fucking crazy. And I'm like, these people are fucking crazy. They've been in the house so goddamn long. Mm-hmm. And those are the people you have to say, hey, hey, I know you've been in the house a long time, but you need to come the fuck down. This is a comedy show. What's the wildest thing that's happened on the road with you? I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. Nobody's ever threw a shoe at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody is. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think anything like really crazy has ever happened to me on the road. Maybe my bag being lost. That's it the most. <laughs> so crazy shit just happened to you before you started doing stand up. So like what happened the first time you got shot? Cause you've been shot twice. Yeah, I've been shot twice. My kid's father shot me once, and then another guy shot me uh, in the in the boob. <laughs> and it was because your boobie was so big. That's what saved you. I think so. <laughs> I, I've always I've had these same titties since third grade, so I'm quite sure they'll save my life many fucking times. <laughs> if I got shot in the titty, I would die. I don't have any boobs. You don't have any boobs? No. For being a fat woman, I have zero titties. Oh, wow. No, I have uh, I have a lot of titties that I, I, I wish I could get rid of. <laughs> I have a big ass. That's what I was blessed with. I have an ass, too. And, and too much around my waist, too. That's one thing I'm going to get cut off is my fucking stomach. You're going to do it? You're going to get it cut off? I think I want a little plastic surgery around the waist. I, I do. I'm, I'm not big on plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't want any Botox or any of that shit. I don't need no extra lips. Uh, I don't need my face pulled back, but I would like to have my fucking stomach cut off. I would like to see my pussy before I die. <laughs> Without a mirror. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be nice to see my pussy again. I haven't seen her in a very long time. Uh, I would get plastic surgery. I have nothing against it. I think it's fun. Yeah, but it, it can get. I've seen so many people get out of control with it. Look at all these women today. All of these bitches are shaped just alike. Mm-hmm. All of them look alike. You, all of them hair look alike. All of them body. you like, what the fuck is going on? You bitches look like walking dummies. I mean, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dummies. Yeah, you can go either way. Zombies, dummies. I think it's a little bit of the same. <laughs> Everybody got on the same waist cruncher. Everybody look just a fucking like. I mean, what what has this world come to when black women are? adding shit to their cheeks and their li- black women are getting lips injection. I'm like, nigga, you already got big lips. What the fuck are you doing? The other day I did say to a friend, I was like, maybe I'll get my lips done. And my friend was like, you have very full lips. You do not need your lips done. You are absolutely fine. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, sometimes you just, you just get to thinking you sit there and you're like, mm, what can I do? Not a goddamn thing when it comes to that. You turn that fucking channel. <laughs> Whoever making you feel like that, you're like, this bitch is stupid. Let me turn this shit. I mean, you, <laughs> you get caught up in that bullshit. But, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day, and uh, we was talking about women that look like that. He's he's clearly said, those are the women we want to fuck. Those are not the women we want to marry. Dang. I keep learning more and more about men and what they think about women. I'm on a show right now where it's me, uh, this girl, Gracie, and then there's four boys. uh, And we were talking about something. Oh, we were talking about pretty feet. And all of them were like, oh, she got to have pretty feet. And I was like, well, what happens if she doesn't? And all of them were like, "Ah, I don't know. And I was like, this is a lot of pressure. What about your fucking feet? I bet you their feet ain't pretty. 
well, none of them have good feet. They like, I was like, let me see your feet. They show me their feet. And I was like, these are not great feet. And I was like, so why does she have to have pretty feet? I don't, I don't understand men at all. Then I was like, I don't have pretty feet. Am I never going to find a man? What, what, were they young? Were they young? Uh, we're all like in our thirties. Oh, well, they have some fucking food. If pretty feet is what you can cover the fucking feet up, you dumbass. If pretty feet is what, what if the bitch got pretty feet and she crazy? <laughs> and this bitch gonna stab you a hundred times with them pretty feet. But the bitch with the ugly feet was gonna treat you like a like a king, like you should have been treated. Oh, they just don't have anything to talk about. They're telling a damn lie. I never <laughs> nobody's feet has ever turned me out. First of all, fuck your feet. Okay. Fuck <laughs> them fucking don't stay. Fuck your feet. Fuck your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Cover them ugly ass feet up and keep going. Most men fuck with socks on anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their daddies and granddaddies. I've never fucked a man with socks on. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's so weird. Like look down and be like, what are you, what is, what is, you wearing your socks? You, you getting out of here? You, you never fucked a, a pastor or a uh, deacon? <laughs> I've never fucked a pastor or a deacon. I can tell Nicole. I, you gotta come hang out with me, okay? I gotta put some niggerism in. I'll come hang out with you. You can find me a nice man. I probably could find your ass a nice man. Do you know anyone who's looking? <laughs> Not right off, but I can probably find you a nice man. Okay, just like keep me in mind when you're just <laughs> out in town and you meet a nice man. You're like, oh, I have somebody for you. No, you just don't want hell no, Nicole. I be done brought you a fucking Ted Bundy, a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I if if I'm you know get with a Ted Bundy who wants to murder me, at least he picked me. You know, that's nice. That's nice. He picked me. I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> you special to kill, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> you guys just you know think about the the bright side of things. Uh-uh, nah. <laughs> I'm a, we, you might need to put an ad in the newspaper. The newspaper? Pat, nobody's reading the newspaper anymore. <laughs> My God. I don't know. I don't know how to find a fucking man. That's why I don't, that's why I keep what I got. Wait, does your husband have any um, friends? No husband don't have any friends. He got a lot of brothers, <laughs> but they don't crack. You definitely don't want them. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, he works at General Motors. I like I would like a man with a job. Ooh, have him. Wait, where do you live? Do you not live in LA? Hell no. I live in Indiana. <laughs> Hell no. I live in Indiana. And I'm never in Indiana. I'm always in Atlanta. So you know the men's a whoo small there. <laughs> I've never noticed that that men are small in Atlanta. No, Nicole, you're not getting it. Oh, their dicks uh, are small? No, they're gay. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Gotta, I see. You gotta, I gotta be your hood friend. You need a hood friend. <laughs> don't go to Atlanta and fuck. Hey, don't tell him what you get. <laughs> Maybe I do need a hood friend. Uh, you know, it'll be like a, what is it, a Fresh Air Fun kid from like the 80s where they brought inner city kids to like white neighborhoods to be like, look, this is nice. It's the opposite for me where I get brought to the hood and they're like, Nicole, look, black people. Uh, yeah, I need to bring you. <laughs> She's like, who go to Atlanta? Everybody know you don't fuck with Atlanta. You men's are smooth. I mean, you got to be careful in Atlanta. Oh, I didn't know all the men were gay in Atlanta. Not all of them. You just got to be. You got to. You got to step over a few to get to some straight ones. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't that I don't mind. I do hang out with far too many gay men. They're just more fun. They like my outfits. They like my clothes. I mean, today I'm not dressed. I went to the gym because I couldn't check into the hotel, so I worked, went and worked out so I don't look great. But usually I look great. I got a wig on. I got my makeup. I got glitter, you know, and I'm wearing something fabulous, and the gay men love me, and I love them. But I need to find a man who wants to fuck me. <laughs> That's what I really need. <laughs> you sound like you need some dick too, Nicole. Pat, I need dick more than anything. I am so horny. And it is bad. I haven't had sex in, I guess at this point, a month. It's not that long. <laughs> it's only been a month. That's not bad, Nicole. No, I know. But before that month, it was a whole year. Well, what happened to the person from a month who fucked you? Well, he is in Houston and I fucked him after a show. And it's like, nothing else is going to happen. Was it? Was it good? It was very good, and he was very nice. But also, he lives in Houston. What's wrong with that? Fly him out. Oh, I guess he could get flewed out. If it was good, fly him out. But isn't that too thirsty to be like, hey, I'm going to fly you out to LA to fuck me? You're not going to say fuck me. Say hang out. If it happens, it happens. Okay. If he don't fuck you, you put him on spirit going back. (laughs) (laughs) that's very funny i fly him out first class and then we don't fuck and i'm like all right goodbye you're going back on a greyhound bus or spirit spirit is a greyhound in the air you don't (laughs) fly him out first class either you get him a a comfort seat with your points you're right that's doing too much first class is doing too much okay save a little money (laughs) with your points not your money you use your points Mm, okay all right, maybe I will. Maybe I'll DM him after we're done and be like, hey, I'm going to fly to so LA. You just, you just stopped talking to him? What, what, what yeah. race was he? He was white. <laughs> white? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was a white man. Uh, that During my show, I was like, uh, is there any straight men here who would fuck me? And he was like, I will. I was like, great. And then he DM'd me, and then we fucked. <laughs> Your eyes got so big. Oh my God. He probably got a girlfriend, Nicole. Probably. You haven't heard from him since? No. So after he fucked you, you just he just got up and left the room? No, we cuddled for a little bit. And then I was like, you should go. And he was like, I should. And I was like, yeah, because I had an early flight in the morning. Um, and then he was like, this was great. And I was like, thank you. It was great. And then... We might. Oh, I I think I like I messaged him to be like, did you get home? OK. And he was like, yes, that was I had a nice time. And then he oh, he did say he'd hit me up if he was ever in L.A. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you can't give your pussy away like that, Nicole. Uh, I know I give I fall in love too fast. I give up my pussy too fast. <sighs> I guess it's something I need to work on. It is something you know. I think I might have somebody for you. I'm gonna call him after this. Oh, He's black. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you took him to fuck out of me. <laughs> oh. I'm excited. Is he handsome? He's a nice looking guy, but you're gonna have to tone down that white girl shit you doing. Oh, all 
that surprise shit. You better, I need some of that niggerism to come out of you, okay? Ooh, he black. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to be like. <laughs> I don't know. Is he tall? He's very tall. He's probably about six three. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I'm going to call him. <laughs> I'm very excited. This is very exciting for me. Oh, my God. Pat, if I get a, if I get a date from this, oh, what a dream. Does he live in L.A.? He lives in New York. That's fine. I, I go back and forth. This is great. Pat, wow. Oh, boy. I'm very excited about this. I'm excited, too. I'm going to see if I can hook this shit up. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like the one person who's just like, yes. Yeah, let's do this. Let's try this. Oh my God, you're my new fucking favorite person. Yeah, we gotta get you, we gotta get you settled down. We just can't have you say, anybody wanna fuck me in the audience? Okay, <laughs> come on and fuck me. That's dangerous. Somebody's gonna tie your ass in a knot and we're gonna find you with your spank around your throat. <laughs> <laughs> How did Nicole die? She was strangled with her spanks. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't be doing that shit. That's some scary shit. It is funny though. I didn't realize how crazy it sounded till you repeated it out loud. You like you can't go on stage just asking to fuck anybody. I guess that is that is rather wild. Yeah, that's very fucking wild. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> we gotta get. We gotta do something. We gotta do something with you. <laughs> I love it. You're like the mother of the world. You really like mommed this problem. You're like, no, I did it. I found somebody. We're gonna fix this. I'm going to set you up on a date with him. I love this, Pat. Thank you. I have a question. Do you know if your show was renewed? Um, Can you say? I don't know. Not, not yet. I Actually, I have the meeting Monday to find out what I don't know yet. So I would say uh, we're working on it. Okay. All right. We're working on it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think you'll get renewed. I People are talking about it so much. And every single clip I have seen is so fucking funny. Like you are so you're a great actress. Like you're you're really great. But before we get into that, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's. 
with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. We're back. Okay, so did you... Did you like do any acting class? Like, did you... You just dove into it and you're like, this is my life. I know how to act. No, no, no. Actually, uh, when we sold the show to Fox, because that's who originally, but well, that was the first network we were with. After we sold the show in the room with Lee Daniels and Brian Grazer, I was like, excuse me, you guys, are you guys going to ask me? Can I act? And they was like, you can't act. And I'm like, no, I'm a fucking comedian. You've been on the road for 15 years. And it's like, she can't act. I'm like, no, motherfuckers, I can't act. And so we, they ended up putting me in uh, acting classes with Tasha Smith for over a year or so. And that's how I learned how to act. Wow. That's honestly, I love that. I love that you were honest and you were like, I don't know how to fucking act. Like, great. We sold this show, but like, you want me in it. I got to be fucking good. I love that. I love that you were honest about it. Cause some people are just like, fake it till you make it. And then you watch it and you're like, Oh boy. No, but no, I mean, even, even when doing the 10 episodes, I had an acting coach on set with me because I want to be good. I want to be great. I don't, I mean, nothing is a paycheck for me because I've always, Mm -hmm. I've always, I've always said you can never give me as much as I can steal from you. So Mm -hmm. therefore I want to be good. Even when I go back for the second season, if it's in the budget, I would like to have an acting coach because it's so many elements like serious parts where I had to cry. And, you know, sometimes I thought that motherfucker was a drama. I, I had to ask the co-creator, is this a comedy or a drama? <laughs> because you want a bitch to cry today. So it's so many <laughs> levels of acting that I had to hit that I needed a coach. So I'm always honest. I tell you what I, I try. I, I've never done it before. I'm never going to walk in the room and say, oh, I can act or I can do this. No, I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. fucking sing. I tell you, I can't sing. I wish I could sing. People always assume I can sing. Because we're fat. Uh-huh. That's the only reason. It's rather rude, but eh, whatever. Tasha Smith, I didn't know she was an acting coach. She's so funny. Yeah, she she helped me uh, with acting and it was awesome. Yeah, I love her. She's been in a ton of Tyler Perry stuff that I, she's, have you seen, um, why did I get married? Mm-hmm. She's so funny in that movie. <laughs> I adore her. She's great. Uh, maybe I'll hit her up for acting coaching. 
Yeah, she's really good. She was really good. So I worked with her for over a year, on and off. And then when I came to L.A., when we were shooting the pilot, I was out there for about five months before we shot the pilot. And she really drilled my ass. And it Mm -hmm. helped. Do you think you want to branch out into, like, movies, more television? I would like to do movies. I have a lot of ideals. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to create. I don't want to be, you know, like a lot of times when you get hot or you get popular, all of this stuff just come to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to create because I know the, where the money is. <laughs> the money is behind the camera. <laughs> the money is behind when you write and create. I mean, you could be in front of the camera. It's good money, too. But I'm the type of person that I like to lead. So mm-hmm. there's a few things that I would like to create on my own. Honestly, I mean, I created the Miss Pat show. There's other things that I'm working on, you know, ideas that I have that I hope I can sell. That's the type of person I am. I mean, and I'm also hoping that people will come and put me in their stuff, too. But I'm more focusing on creating my own stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that you know what you're good at. And you're right. There's a ton of money behind the camera. Yeah. So much money. We're like, you don't even really have to do anything. You just get to be the EP of a show. And uh, maybe you never even get to set, but you still get that check. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's what I want to do. I want to create. I, I have a few ideas in my head that I think might get some action and I'm looking forward to it. So. Well, Pat, thank you so much for doing it. We've come to the end. Um, so the advice you're giving me it well, one, you're setting me up. Very excited about that. But you said when you stop looking for it, I'll find it. Um, and to stop giving up my pussy so easily and please (laughs) to let men chase me. Uh, Yes. Cause you're beautiful. Okay. You're beautiful. And when you get that horny, just put an ice pack on it. You'll be okay. (laughs) It ain't going to close completely up. It'll open back up. It's like a earring. You ever had a hole in your ear to close Mm -hmm. and you just stick it in there. It'll open back up. Just come the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) okay i do think that's good i good advice to just calm the fuck down yeah stop rushing it i mean you can't holler no hey anybody want to fuck me of course they're gonna come out and fuck you you're giving it away you'd be surprised how often they don't come a running i had one show where a man hid under the table what uh so my feature my friend christy was flirting with this man and I was like, so I know there's a straight man here. Would you fuck me? And he climbed under the table. And I was like, I know what has sufficed. It was pretty rude. It hurt my feelings. But yeah, I often ask and nobody bites. Well, stop asking, please. Okay, I'll stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you worth so much more than just giving up pussy on the first night. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Boy, oh boy. But it's so hard because you go on a date and then you're like, this is going pretty well. I should just fuck you because uh, it's been nice. But you're right. I could put an ice pack on it and I could go home and I can take out my little gadgets, my Theragun and go to town. Your eyes got so big. (laughs) I have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Oh, they're my sex toys. Uh, Well, okay. I ask all of my guests this, Pat, and I'm going to ask you. Would you date me? Hell no. <laughs> okay. I don't like I don't like pussy. I'm sorry. I don't like my own pussy, Nicole. I see what I do to my own drawers. I tear them up. I'm not eating that shit. I ain't your pussy. I ain't my pussy. I don't like pussy. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, 
Uh, my daughter might eat you. I can give you her number, <laughs> but I don't eat no pussy. <laughs> I don't like my own titties. They sweat. They smell like balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even suck dick no more. I got vertigo. I don't do shit. You don't suck dick anymore? <laughs> no, Nicole. I got vertigo. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know what a world would be if I stopped sucking dick. <laughs> You're not sucking dick on the first night, are you? Absolutely. Honestly, sucking dick to me is like a handshake. <laughs> Lord, I don't got too old, Nicole. But I got All righty then. <laughs> okay. Miss Pat, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, just my social media. Comedian, Miss Pat, M-S-P-A-T. I also have a, a podcast called The Pat Down with Miss Pat. And please join my Facebook group. It's called Miss Pat Crack Babies. We have fun in that fucker. <laughs> I call all my fans my crack babies. So make sure y'all join that. And please check out my new show on BT Plus called The Miss Pat Show. Okay. Well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you, su- you can subscribe, uh, you can rate it five stars. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. Okay. So this nice person said... Nicole, I want to treat your pussy like improv. I want to spend way too much money on lessons teaching me how to do it better. I eventually want to get so good at that pussy, you let me do it on a Wednesday or Thursday night unless someone more famous shows up and you have to bump me for them. I want to convince all my friends to come see me do that pussy and maybe even get in one with me. Sadly, I'll have to quit when I tell my uh, when my wife tells me I, I spend too much time with it and finally realize I won't get my own Comedy Central show. That one's very specific and very funny. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. (laughs) This has been a Team Coco production. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 